Ladies Podcast, where we help you build a bridge over roadblocks in life and create keys to limitless possibilities. I am your host and head cheerleader, Rhonda J. Williams. The mindset is what drives everything else that we do. It drives our behavior. It drives the goals we set for ourselves. If you believe you can never make any more money than your parents did, or you believe you could never start your own business because no one in your family's ever been an entrepreneur, or you believe you could never have a healthy relationship because all you've ever seen are unhealthy relationships, whatever that is, if you believe it, you will embody that. So here's the option. Do you want to embody things that you feel limit you or make you unhappy? Or do you want to embody a mindset that allows you to, to your point, explore what's limitless? Hey, 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 family. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Exodus Financial Education Group. This is my company where I provide financial education and empowerment personal development coaching and training to corporations and individuals such as yourself so that you can be able to go forth powerfully towards your goals and money in life. Hey, and guess what? Without limits. Yes. Consistently be able to navigate over life's roadblocks, whether they're seen or unseen, and ultimately be empowered to get everything you need to be your best self. If you're joining us for the first time here, welcome. Glad to have you. But we go by the belief here that it is absolutely positively possible to be limitless in money and life. I know. But each week here, I share information, insights, and innovations around what I call my five keys to limitless possibilities. If you want to get the full details on that and the breakdown, head on over to episode number eight, where I break everything down and I'll be sure to put a note in the show notes. All right, so just a tiny little sad face. This is our final episode of the season. This is season one, episode 21, and it has been a wild ride. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, wow, ride. 2020, I don't even have to say I've been saying it all year, you've been living it all year, has been bananas. But I've had the honor and the privilege to be on this journey with you through the podcast, and it's been really great. It's been great, it's been challenging, it's been a lot of growth, a lot, a lot of words, a lot of adjectives there, but here we are with our final episode of the year of the season. So we'll be kicking back up in January with the fresh new ideas, new episodes, new approach in 2021. So hang in there. So I wanted to take us out with a bang and have this very beautiful human being on the show today, Tanya Echols. She's an amazing coach and my new BFF in my head. (laughs) And I always tell how I met my guests. And so you just kind of know where the link is, but I haven't actually met her in person like happens so often nowadays, but we're connected on LinkedIn and she is an amazing human being, a phenomenal coach, a phenomenal woman. But just she is amazing. And so I saw her posting and doing so many amazing things out there in the world. And just really every time she opens her mouth or posts something, I am impacted in a beautiful, beautiful way. So I wanted to bring her in to talk about today's topic on blind spots and how what you don't know, you don't know. Follow me now. What you don't know, you don't know is 
blocking you. So let me formally introduce her. Tanya Eccles is an executive coach, leadership consultant, facilitator, speaker, and writer. With 25 years of experience in corporate leadership, business management, digital and traditional media, technology, financing, coaching, and leadership development, Tanya has worked with numerous organizations across varieties of industries, including Fortune 500 companies. She is also a leadership coach for the TED Fellows Program, and her writing has been featured in several publications, including Forbes and Huffington Post. Tanya is also an avid traveler who experiences many different people and cultures all around the world and deeply believes that everyone possesses the capacity to design their, their world as they choose and become successful leaders in all aspects of life. All right, Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. It's exciting. I'm excited to have a conversation with you today. I know. My cheeks are like hurting from smiling all day. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. So good. Good yes. energy. Good energy. Yes. So I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Again, I'm super excited. And you don't know this, but when I developed this podcast idea, it was, it was pretty quick when I did it. But I made sure to do it. My mentor advised me to do a list of topics before I begin. And you are on a grid, like, from six Ooh. months ago. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like it. I like and, being on a grid. That's good. <laughs> yes. And you're under the I hope I can get this person list. So I got a list of phenomenal people on the list. You were on the list. And I was like, okay, it's time to make that ask. So I'm so oh. thankful that you agreed to come on. Love it. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored and just so excited to have the conversation with you and to be a part of, of the podcast. And, you know, hey, don't stop till you get to Michelle Obama. Keep going. Woo, I received that. Hallelujah. I receive it, I, and, I, and, I, and I pull it forth for you completely, yes. Awesome. All right, so, uh, so today we're getting into what I call blind spots, right, and how what you don't know, what you don't know is absolutely blocking you, right? <laughs> yeah. I know as a coach this is not a surprise to you, so that's why I want to have you in particular on to talk about this topic. And just, just a little backstory um, for me, how I kind of came here, but, you know, started as a financial educator, counselor, quickly moved, quickly realized that money is just not about the numbers. Life is just not about smart goals and lists, right? And discovered coaching and this amazing tribe of human beings, such as yourself, right, who want to empower people kind of from right where they are. So when it came to this topic around blind spots, to me it's kind of the core, one of the key elements in the core of the coaching process. So that's why you ended up on a grid six months ago because <laughs> I was like, I got to get Tanya to talk about this. Like this is absolutely <laughs> her wheelhouse. All right. So, But before we get into that topic, before we start digging it out, I really would love for you to take us back a bit and share with us kind of maybe your career, your personal evolution, just really what led you to be this amazingly powerful woman of color and human being that I saw 
on LinkedIn. Oh, you are so kind, and I'm loving it, and more and more. No, let's not talk about me. Oh, let's talk about me more. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, uh, again, honored to be here speaking with you, and the coaching part of me wants to get into, let's talk about this grid and what this grid means to you, but I will not do that now because you're here to talk to me, <laughs> so I will share my story with you. Um, <clears throat> my story and what led me to coaching and what led me to this part of my evolution, because hopefully we are always in some form of transformation and evolution is my own journey, my own blind spots. Um, growing up, doing everything I was supposed to do, what I had been trained to do, my mother was very much a product of her time. I'm a little bit of a late baby, so my mother was raised in primarily the 40s and 50s. And she did what you do. You got married right out of high school, and she married my dad when they were in the Navy for 20 years, and then they ended up getting divorced, and she kind of lost her sense of direction. She wasn't really sure what that sense was. And I think because of her experience, she impressed upon me from a very young age, and I mean very young age, the importance of always being able to take care of yourself, always doing everything uh, for yourself, being able to not be dependent on anyone. And I didn't realize until I got older how much I was taking that in. At the time, I thought, it's like, gosh, mom, just leave it alone. I'm 10 years old. But I, rec I recognized as I got older, like, that really did seep in a lot more than I recognized. And I followed the path of doing all those things and being a great student and uh, decided I was going to be an accountant when I was 15 years old because that's a very stable, solid profession to be in and, you know, all, you know respectable, all those wonderful things. And went down that path and recognized not too long after I really got into accounting and business and finance that that was not where I wanted to be and recognized that I wanted to be involved. I wanted my career to be more than just about the numbers and the analysis, but actually to be part of it. And that's what eventually led me to move into a different part of the organization that I worked with, um, where I worked in, focused on digital media and all of that cool stuff that was happening at the turn of the century when people didn't know what Google was and uh, Amazon still just sold books. So it was a very exciting time and I was so engaged in it and I loved what I did and I was succeeding. I was doing all the things I thought I was meant to do. And I always tell people what, what started the shift for me is that I loved my job until I didn't. And it took me a really long time to recognize I didn't love my job. <laughs> it took me a while to connect to the fact that the reason I was dreading going to work and I would almost dread leaving work because I knew I had to go back to work. Like That's how bad it was. And I would just have to come back tomorrow, so why even bother leaving? But I couldn't – it was so foreign to me as to why do I feel so unfulfilled and honestly almost depressed about it because it was a huge blind spot for me that – work was not the be-all, end-all. And it wasn't until I left the organization and made that decision, it just became clear to me, and it was just like this weight lifted off my shoulders. Like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> I was unhappy. And wow. just having that blind spot of not recognizing when I was no longer happy and the journey that happened after that that eventually led me to coaching and and in consulting around leadership development is really what brought me here is my own experience of having a huge blind spot in my own life. Wow. I love that. And, you know, the reason I asked 
always ask people their story because that's that's kind of the everyone's story. You know, we go after the stuff and the things that the people say we need to do, <laughs> right? Yep. In life. Yep. And my you mom know, told me they, my mom's right. Of course, my mom. Yeah. Right. Of course. I mean, yeah. She's amazing. Why wouldn't she be yeah. right about it? Yeah. Well, I don't think she's wrong, right? She's speaking out of her right. own experience. You know, it's a baseline track to run on. I think that what yep. we never talk about are the adjustments and how do we make this track, you know, how do we tweak it and make it work for us? You know, are we going to add an yep. extra track? Are we going to add a stop here? You know, so I think that's the part that we miss. We just so much kind of lean into this cookie-cutter process, right, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of get to this, this happy land destination. <laughs> yeah, that's. it but, seems like where is it? I've been looking all these years, and where is happy land? Yeah. Indeed. So, and I love that you said, I love my job until I didn't, right? Yeah. I, yeah. So what, was that, was that a day? Was that a moment? Like, what was that like? No. Just, just it honestly, moment. yeah, honestly, as I said, it's, I think it's something I didn't recognize until the day I said, hey, this is it. Uh, I just, it wasn't connecting for me. And I was just going through the motions and being unhappy and I just, it wasn't really coming together for me. Why I was like just uh, hearing the foreign language. I was just like, what is happening right now? And the moment, I guess there was, and this is where I think we do have to, or want to listen to whatever that thing that is inside each of us. And because listening to it allowed me to say, you know what? I just need to, this is it. This is where I get off. And I, if anyone who knows me knows that is so not how I do things. I don't just stop and not have a plan. I just don't jump off a moving vehicle or jump out of a moving vehicle. But listening to just something inside me said, this is the time. And the moment I was able to say that and feel comfortable in it, that's when I truly recognized how unhappy I was. It was almost like my, maybe my brain or my spirit was trying to hide the the truth for me until I was ready to actually deal with it. And I wasn't ready to to deal with it until I listened enough to my instinct or that inner voice, my spirit, whatever you call it for yourself to say, yeah, this is it. And then I recognized instantly, oh my gosh, I have been so unhappy all this time. And now it, it was scary in a way. It was extremely empowering and also frightening because I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. In my mind, at first, I thought, oh, I'll take some time off. I'll figure out what I want to do. But I think at the, that time, I thought, eventually, I'll just go back and do what I was doing before in, in digital media, and it'll all kind of snap back into place. I just need a break. And that was sort of what I operated under for a while. And then about six months after, my mom passed away. And that was another wake-up call for me of recognizing that I had so many more opportunities than my mother ever could have even imagined growing up in East Tennessee in the 40s and 50s. And that was like, there was just like the world was so different for me. And I recognized yeah. I hadn't taken advantage of it. I hadn't used all of the advantages that were accessible to me. And Not long after that, I decided, hey, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do next. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to figure it out in the moment and trust myself. 
again, not a very Tanya thing to do. Uh, I, I like a plan. I usually like to have big plans in that in that way. But I said, no, this is something. If you if I want something different, I will want to do something different. And that meant just exploring and experiencing life, and not necessarily having a clear destination. And eventually, that's what led me into coaching uh, because it was something I'd been exposed to as a leader, if you do your executive development programs and they give you coaches and send you off to the woods and all that stuff. But I realized um, kind of, again, it's all felt, felt to me like I was, it was coming together after the fact that I recognized after all of the challenges I'd gone through just before I left corporate and laying off lots of people because obviously 2008 so that was a big you know economic downturn and all of that happened and I had to step into a new level of my leadership that wasn't about titles and projects and offices and all the things we attach to our, our careers and understanding that I really wanted to be a leader and once I had time to get away from that environment and just explore the world and see other people and go to the Great Wall of China and the Cristo Redentor in Brazil and um, just experience the world in a different way, I was able to get clear enough to be able to see what it is I wanted to do. And I realized that was helping others navigate these waters for themselves. So they don't wake up like I did, not even recognizing how unhappy I was until I was so deep in it I didn't know what to do anymore. Wow. That is truly powerful. And uh, you, you brought back so many memories for myself personally because I can remember, I, I literally can remember the moment driving. I was on a lunch break at my job. I used to work for the government. I was 15 years on a good government job, right? Who, who, who leaves that, right? Yeah. And I remember just driving to lunch and thinking, this is not it, <laughs> you yeah. know? And... Like you say, not knowing what it looks like, you know, what is the other side of it, what's the answer, but you knew. I knew in that moment that mm -mm, this this chapter is kind of done, right? Yeah. But did you yeah. get any pushback? Since this is not Tanya, like, did you get pushback from your community? <laughs> um, you know, I think um, – I definitely got some side eye for sure, and um, just that general expectation of so when you go back to work or when you you know I definitely got that sort of just assumption that I was maybe just going through a phase or having some kind of midlife crisis or whatever it was that it was. I definitely got some pushback. People not sure exactly what it was I was doing. It's like, where are you going now? It's like, you going, so you, you going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro? It's like, yeah, I'm going to try. Let's go. And so I think people were just almost kind of wondering what, what, like, what's she doing and where's she going to go with all of this? And when I started to move towards the coaching, I think there was some doubt about it because I think there's still a lot of misconception in the, the general public. I think in the corporate world, people know more about coaching now than they used to. But I think the general person still thinks, you know, a coach, all a coach can be is someone, you know, West Coast with crystals and a beach somewhere. And that is very much what a coach can be. But uh, understanding that it, it can look in many different shapes and forms and, and manifestations. And I think they thought whatever they thought a coach was, they didn't think that would fit with me. And some skepticism about if I would be able to make this happen. But 
that really didn't faze me. And I think about it even now, just from you asking the question, I wonder why it didn't faze me as much, but I don't really wonder because when I recognize it, I knew. I knew where I was before, who I had turned into before was not really me. And that this felt like the right thing. I knew this was the path I was meant to be on. Wasn't entirely sure where it was going. Uh, so I still had my own doubts. Like, I don't really know where this is heading, but I knew I was heading in the right direction and I trusted that. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right, so let's, let's get into the topic just a hair. So you, yeah. you've been out here a while. You know, you, you had this huge blind spot yourself. You made the, the pivot. I don't even know if I would say a pivot. You, you realized, you know, your next chapter was impacting others. So how have you seen blind spots really play out in the lives of the people that you serve, communities, um, corporations in general? Yeah, it's, it is the, the bane of our existence, I guess as some, some would say, but it's, it allows us or causes us to miss so many opportunities. So I think most people think of, oh, my blind spot means something horrible is happening or I've, I've missed something and now I've created havoc. And that can happen. Definitely that can happen. But I find more often than not we're missing the opportunities to step into incredible ways of expressing ourselves and expressing who we are and, and creating whatever it may be that is within us to manifest in the world. Uh, so I, I feel like the blind spots really keep us from being who we are, who we truly are. And as I said, again, sometimes it can create havoc and, oh, I missed something and now something horrible happened. But again, more often than not, it's missing out on something within ourselves, missing out on our seeing who we truly are, seeing who we can allow ourselves to be, because it's already in there. This isn't some search for something new. It's really uncovering what's already in there that's been buried under years of expectations and influence from outside sources and, you know, your grandmother when you were 10 years old. It's all sorts of things that suppress, I think, who we, who we truly are. And that keeps us from going after that promotion or starting our own business or changing our career entirely. And I've done that this is my, what, first, second, or third time doing it. And, yeah, you just miss out on you. It's a blind spot that causes you not to see your own potential. And that's where I think is, is what I see the, the most is just not recognizing the power we have inside us to not only grow for ourselves but to support and help others. Amen. You know, when I first, uh, when I first came about to hear this, I was kind of on the path as well, just kind of like, I know it's something I'm seeking. I don't know what it is. And I remember, because I think as human beings, we, we're constantly seeking to learn the things we know that we don't know. Like, oh, I don't know hmm. how to do this. Let me get a certification. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Let me take a class. You know, let me do this. Let me do that. We're constantly piling information on ourselves. But I remember going to this. It was a training that I went to, but they really focused on, this area that you don't even know that you don't know. And I remember before yeah. I signed up, I thought, this is something I haven't heard about all these things I'm running after. What if, <laughs> right, the big what if, what if 
all these things I'm doing over to my right, what if over here to my left, there's just something I don't know that I don't know, right? <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's it. Like, oh, that, and it's such a simple statement, but, man, it just opens up a world. Like you said, I think it, you said it's stopping you from being you, like from being the whole yeah. you, from being the complete you, the, the full you. Well, and, the, and it's so funny because you just brought to mind something. Uh, the first time I, I understood the power of knowing what you don't know, because uh, I think most people think of it as that's scary. I don't want to know what I don't know. Just let me let me go through life just not being aware of all the things I'm not aware of because that feels safer, right? Because if there's a big unknown out there, I don't know what's coming at me. And the first right. time I had any connection with not with knowing what I don't know, I've got to keep all my words here straight in my head, but knowing what I don't know um, this is an odd connection, but this is how my brain works. When I sat for the CPA exam, and I had been really hesitant about studying, and, and just it's very just like I was a little overwhelmed because this is back when it was like two and a half straight days. You had to go into this facility. It's totally different and electronic now and all fancy. But back in the old days when we had to do it the old way, it, you go you know and you do these massive study courses. And I was always hesitant to take the study course because I just thought, oh, it's just so overwhelming, and I don't know, whatever. And I went to the study course. And I recognized walking out of that, those sessions, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of stuff I need to study. But I felt so much power out of that because then I knew what the, I, I had, a, I had, I guess like I had a scope for what the unknown was because honestly in my head, I'd made it even worse because it was unknown. So it was this bigger, blacker, deeper hole than I was even aware of. And by actually allowing myself to step into, okay, what is it I don't know? That just gave me so much more confidence in recognizing, yeah, I don't know that, but there's lots of stuff that I've learned and figured out throughout my life. So I know it's, it's manageable. It's doable. So it almost gave me a sense of freedom to recognize the things that I didn't know and allows me to show up with a lot of curiosity, which as a coach, obviously, as you know, that's something that's so important is now I get to just be curious about, huh, wonder what I can learn from this. And I wonder when that's going to come up for me to be able to engage with it. I definitely just, that was at first, and that was even when I was young, very young at that time, but just recognizing how much power I got from being comfortable with not knowing, but being aware that I didn't know. So what do we call that? Is that the conscious incompetence, I think, is what we call that in the in the levels yeah. of learning? Yeah. And I, but for me, that was just, that was my first inkling of like, oh, okay, now I know which directions I can start to move in, as opposed to trying to avoid it and hope it went away. And the whole conscious, I can never say that word very conscious and confident. <laughs> Talk about freedom. Like, for me, mm -hmm. that is like, I'll pull that card in a minute. Like, oh, I didn't know. Like, <laughs> you know, it, it's freeing for me yeah. to just be human yeah. and be okay that there's a whole bucket of things, you know, and just be curious and open about it. You know, it just really creates so much freedom, I think. But I know it's, it's it new for a lot fun. of people, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. it takes the judgment out of it, right? And I, and I, and I still, I'm still in, as I said, in my in my own journey, because I grew up and spent most of my life being very much of the mind that well, I have to be right, and this has to be perfect, and everything has to be exactly as it's meant to be. And once I've, as I've been able to step more and more into just being curious, to your point about the freedom, oh my goodness. Just the relief 
that comes out of my chest and off my shoulders of feeling like everything always has to be perfect. Says who? And whoever is perfect? And why have I been trying to make that a goal for myself? Obviously, I want to do well. I want to be as engaged as I can in everything I do and put my whole heart and soul into things. But you know what? If that doesn't work out, as long as I'm doing those things, then I just assume that's I was meant to learn something from that. And it is terribly, incredibly freeing to not have as much of that pressure as I used to put on myself, uh, just being okay, not knowing, being curious, learning from things that don't work out as the way, in the ways that I expected them. It is just, it. again, when you talk about, when I mentioned earlier about the blind spots keeping me from being who I'm meant to be, um, that goal of perfection and always getting things right was keeping me from that just as much. Almost sometimes my knowing kept me from exploring because I thought I knew and I really had no clue. But that false sense of knowing when I really didn't have it limited me. I limited myself. Oh, and that's kind of how this podcast came about. You know, it was like, wait a minute. You know, I've gone a couple of places, worked with people. And like at the end of the day, there's really kind of limitless possibility. I know it sounds hoo-hoo. <laughs> you know, if we can stay if we can stay curious, if we can stay open, if we can, you know, take a step back, there are limitless possibilities, like in every area of life, truly. Always. Always. All right. So I I kinda did some more research on you, kinda went to your site and I dug out your method, Uh-oh. I believe. So yeah. Uh oh, here so we let's, go. <laughs> let's talk about that. So I, I see that you use a kind of a method and approach to your work. You identifying goals, develop strategies, overcome obstacles and perceived limitations. So walk yeah. us through that a bit. Yeah. What I like to do is first to help people understand what it is they would just genuinely like to have happen. What is your takeaway and what I call the limitations of now? That's one of my Tanya-isms. The limitations of now, because our brains put in all of, oh, I can't do that, and that's another five years away, and we couldn't possibly make that happen until next summer. Remove the limitations of now, and what would you want in your life? And give people the opportunity to step into that, whether it's about their leadership, about their career, about their personal life, whatever it may be. Removing the limitations of all the things that we, quote, unquote, know right now. From there, helping people start to think, what would get me to that point? And in moving through those steps, it's not usually about the goal or the strategy. Most adult or many adults have gotten through life, you know, if they're coming, if they're at a point that they're coming to work with me, they're probably done quite a bit in their lives on their own. So they're quite capable of creating a schedule and a calendar and then and, and getting things done when, when they want to get them done. So it's about exploring what's getting in the way of doing the things that you most likely know exactly what has to happen to make this occur. What's telling you before you get there? What's that voice on the inside of you that says, oh, you know what? I need to be certified to have that. Or I need to have worked five, ten more years before anybody would consider me for for that kind of a role. Or I could never switch careers. I've 
been in this job for 15 years. That would be crazy for me to move into another job. I could fail at it. And helping people start to uncover what's going on inside that's keeping them from taking steps that seven times out of ten, they know what the step is. It's not about the step. It's about the mindset that allows you to make that step with confidence. And that's really what I want to do is to help people connect to what is it you really want. And then obviously we put goals and strategies in place to get there. But before we even worry about those goals and strategies, we want to understand what's going on with your mindset that is keeping you from doing the things you know you want and recognizing that there's a reason behind that. And that reason, honestly, was probably created at one point in your life to help you and to keep you safe. And now we want to understand what can we do to allow you to move forward towards those goals in a way that's more productive and that will allow you, again, to get around those blind spots and not even get around the blind spots, remove them. (laughs) So they're no longer these kind of ominous things hanging out there keeping you from the goals that you want to achieve. Oh, I knew I wanted you for this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. So far, so good, then. That's good. Yes. Um, But, yeah, like, we – I feel like we use the word mindset all the time, and I think people – People just take it as, here's that word again. But, man, if people really understand how multifaceted, how how many dimensions there are to mindset, I mean, it is – I don't even have words for it. But I feel like so much begins and ends in our mindset. And that is so true. That is at the core of all of it. Uh, I know it feels like, you know, you've heard all these versions of, what you, you know, you can, if you can believe it, you can be it, and all of these things, but it's true. If we don't have that fundamental belief in ourselves, in our belief to do something or our belief to figure out how to do something, uh, there's a pretty good chance we won't do it. Or even if we do, we'll think, oh, that was blind luck. That was a fluke. And yes, maybe we achieved it but we don't really believe in it. And that's where the imposter syndrome starts to kick in. It's like, I don't know how I got this job. I don't know how I got this promotion. I don't know how I, how I built this company. And it still comes back to even, and you'll find some of the most successful people in the world who still don't believe in their ability to get it done because of that mindset. And our mindset is so powerful. And I think we take for granted, and I know this has been an awakening for me, an awareness for me, when we hear growth mindset. And people talk about growth mindset, and my thought was always, well, yeah, everyone believes that you have the capacity to learn more. Guess what? That's not true. And honestly, it wasn't until the last century, uh, early in the last century, that it was understood as a actual physical capacity. There was a belief up until, you know, mid the mid-1900s uh, that, you really couldn't learn anymore after a certain age. There was a thought that you've tapped out. And that's why I think I, I took it for granted because I grew up in a time frame where that belief was no longer there, but also recognizing there are a lot of people who think, yeah, this is all I got. This is all I'm ever going to be able to learn. This is all I'm going to ever be able to do. And, or I don't need to know anything more than I already do. So again, the mindset 
is what drives everything else that we do. It drives our behavior. It drives the goals we set for ourselves. If you believe you can never make any more money than your parents did, or you believe you could never start your own business because no one in your family's ever been an entrepreneur, or you believe you could never have a healthy relationship because all you've ever seen are unhealthy relationships, whatever that is, if you believe it, you will embody that. So here's the option. Do you want to embody things that you feel limit you or make you unhappy? Or do you want to embody a mindset that allows you to, to your point, explore what's limitless about you? I choose option B. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it is a work in progress, right? You know, it's not, right. it, it sounds amazing. You know, it, it's a new, when, when you first hear, you're like, okay, yeah. You, like, I can bite. But it is truly something that you have to walk out on a daily, daily basis. Yeah, and to know you're going to slip, (laughs) to know you're going to fall back into those old behaviors and be aware of it and have a plan for how I'm going to pull myself out. Or, yes, you know what, I'm going to take this weekend and just sort of wallow in my whatever, (laughs) in my sadness or my disappointment. But I also say on Monday morning, I turn that off and I get back out and I do it. But if we're not aware that that's what we're doing, we will wallow in that for years and wake up five years later and wonder what happened. And, yeah, (laughs) that's just it. You know. That's it. I mean, it is. And that's the scariest thing with with the blind spots. They can go on. For years, for decades, you know, and that's when we have people, you know, wake up with who is the person I married or why did I have this job for the last 30 years, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I mean, blind spots are powerful because if if we don't allow our minds to widen and expand enough to see what the options are, we will live within our limitations, those limitations of now that I talked about. Well, so with me, my most recent pivot specifically to the podcast was about that, that blind spot that I discovered. So I was doing the stuff and the things. I was, I, when you said, I, I wrote it down, I highlighted it and mm-hmm. underlined it. I need to be <laughs> certified before I do that. That's me. Like yeah. I'm going after yep. program after program, certification after certification. And I'm actually, I was in a coaching program. And we were going through a list of things that keep people blocked. And I was like, oh, my God, I am going to be the most amazing, amazing coach. I hate when people do that. I'm going to help them. I'm going to be awesome. And we got to self-efficacy. And I, mm. I had to Google it. <laughs> and I'm like, Wait a minute. You know, I knew about limiting beliefs, but this was the belief in my own capability to pull it off. And it was the scariest moment for me, like pit in my stomach, that I had done all these things, spent this time, money, and energy, and at the core of me, my belief in myself had slipped on the journey. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it just, and so, again, I went out, did my work and research, and came up with the podcast and kind of what I call these five keys to limitless possibilities. These five keys are around major blind spots or what I call roadblocks that I saw happening with myself, people that I was was working with, and just kind of all around me. So I want to ask you, when it comes to the five keys, it's getting clear of what you want, getting free of limiting beliefs, getting beyond your past, getting resilient, and getting that timing matters. How have you seen any of these keys be a part of your journey? 
Yes, well, all of them actually. Those are great. <laughs> those are great keys to have. Um, the ones that resonated with me the most when I was, you know, kind of re- reviewing it and really trying to make those connections for myself, because I'm always, as I hope, you know, all of us are trying to do that self-reflection. Um, getting beyond your past was the first one for me of releasing everything, not only that I had been told I was meant to be and do, but what I had believed about myself and what gave me value and what gave me worth. I had to move beyond that and say that I was not a title, I was not a job, I was not a car, I was not a, you know, whatever it was. I was not any of those labels I had given myself from the past. And I was at a point in my life where I had the opportunity to decide what I wanted my future to be. But I could only do that if I released those connections and, and the security in many ways of the past because that security was keeping me small. So that was really the first thing that connected for me is getting beyond your past. And then also getting resilient. <laughs> That's the other big one for me is oh, yeah. um, you got to be able to bounce back. You have to be able to bounce back. Uh, also be willing to be afraid. And I have a big diatribe I go on about fear because people are like, oh, no, we want to be fearless. And I feel like that's an unrealistic expectation to put on ourselves because guess what? Fear is a natural emotion. Fear itself is not the problem. It's how you choose to respond to it. You can allow that fear to cripple you or you can be resilient enough to say, hey, fear, thanks for that information about what I need to be concerned about in this situation. And I choose to address those challenges that the fear is trying to present to me and be prepared for them, and I'm still moving forward. And that's where the resilience has to kick in, to be resilient enough when things don't go your way, resilient when you find those roadblocks, resilient when the phone isn't ringing, (laughs) when you aren't getting the clients or the business that you thought you would, being resilient enough to bounce back and keep going and to flex and, and adapt. And I think if you're able to let go of the things that maybe kept you plain small, kept you from fully embracing the fullness of who you are, and you're resilient enough to overcome the fear, overcome the roadblocks, and step into what that new opportunity is and could be for you, that is what for me I think has been most important. Because it's not like I came out of coaching school and there were just all these people waiting for me to coach them. And that's what we often what we think, like they're just going to magically show up. No, I had to <laughs> get out there and do things differently and, and understand what it's like to get out and network and build those connections. And it, it, it's, it was a different way of doing things after spending, you know, 15 some odd years in corporate. Uh, but I had to let go of the past and what I knew had worked before and be resilient as I tried different things to see what would work in my new reality. And without those two things, I, 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 wouldn't, I would not have been able to continue the transformation and the evolution that's brought me here talking to you today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Again, flat <laughs> bringing it home. I knew you were the one. Oh, Good you're so kind. Too. You're so kind. Oh, my goodness. This has been amazing. Um, oh, I don't have any more words, <laughs> which is rare for me because I'm known as Chad no. Cassie. <laughs> oh, well, you've met your match here, and that's so funny. It's Yeah, I don't – I probably never would have said that about myself, uh, but in the last probably five years or so, I've just – I think it's to your to our earlier discussion about getting comfortable 
with what I don't know and not being mm. so afraid of, is this right? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right thing to say? Now I just start talking to people. We'll see what happens and <laughs> we'll see what comes out right. of it. Um, so giving myself the freedom just to be me. All of life is an experiment, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all just trial yeah. and error. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, and guess what? I was making mistakes when I was trying to be perfect, too. So what was that for? <laughs> it's like, might as well right. be myself and <laughs> figure it out Amen from there. Amen to that. Yeah. So tell us how we can connect with you and get more of this awesome goodness. Yeah. Uh, obviously, LinkedIn, Tanya Eccles on LinkedIn, and my website for uh, – Vigere, which is the is the name of my executive coaching and leadership consulting company, uh, VigereSolutions.com. Awesome. All right. So last but not least, I always ask my guests to finish us out this way. So give us your name and tell us your key to limitless possibility. Okay. This is good. This is like the big, the piece de resistance. Okay. Uh, my name is Tanya, and my key to limitless possibilities is courage and courage in and I'm a big nerd so I love the etymology of words but courage comes from the word cur from heart the Latin for heart and what it used to meant mean was more listening from the truth of your heart and that's what courage means to me courage is a lot less about bravery although there's an aspect of it but the courage to listen to your heart to listen to what you know to be true the courage to be resilient, the courage to continue when people are not supportive, um, the courage when you just make a wrong turn and you end up somewhere you didn't expect to. But if we always operate from that place of heart and believing that what our heart is telling us will eventually lead us to our treasure, to what is meant for us, um, that is where we will discover the limitlessness and the uh, and the unknown, and feel safe in the unknown because we're following our heart. Wow. She drops the mic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When I say I needed to hear that today, I've never heard that take on it. Like you said, I've always heard the bravery side of it, but yeah. I've never heard that take, and I am, I'm clutching my pearls right now. I'm just touching my heart because I truly, <laughs> truly, truly needed to hear that today. That was a great mm. way to close us out. Thank you so much for joining. Just thank you so much for being you, for having the courage to follow your heart and stay resilient to, to be where you are and be who you are. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for making the space for all of us to come and, and connect. And, and I'm glad that you even had your connection today because as the, as the quote from uh, the book says, the universe does conspire. So trust in your heart, have courage, and know that all will be revealed. All right. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. That's what we have for you. See you next time. And remember, if you've got questions, I've got answers. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Rhonda on a Mission, R-H-O-N-D-A, on a mission. As well, I invite you to connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rhonda on a mission and LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash Rhonda on a mission. Again, thanks for joining. Until next time, friends, be happy, be joyful, and be free.